The Low Post is presented by Amazon Music. Did you know you could be listening to this episode of The Low Post ad-free on Amazon Music? And now, The Low Post. Welcome to The Low Post podcast early in Los Angeles on Saturday, July 1st. Free agency is underway and almost done. Woo! A whirlwind of deals as usual. Not many surprises. Couple big numbers. Some sticker shock. Fred Van Vliet getting a three-year max with the Houston Rockets. Desmond Bain getting a five-year rookie max, a fun max, as Wendy calls it, with the Memphis Grizzlies. A lot of stuff happening. Bobby Marks, how are you? You get any sleep? I, I got uh, two hours and um, went back to the hotel like 3.30, uh, watched a little TV, and got right back on the horse, uh, 7 a.m. Sports Center on the touchscreen, ready to go. That touchscreen. Dangerous, dangerous beast, dangerous beast. It could, could malfunction. I had, I had, I had te- call, teams call me. Not the the trade machine is. It, it's a different. That's a different beast. But the free agent touchscreen. I've had teams call me like, hey, how do we get this? Like, how do we? I'm like, like we created. Like we created our our Andy from our group and Sean. They created this thing. We've been working on this thing since March. Like this thing is like created from scratch. Patent and sell. That's the next. Uh, that's what we do next there. I want to start in the West because hovering over all of this are two guards, one of whom is in the West and could go to the East, one of whom is in the East and could go to the West via trade. And of course, that's Damian Lillard in Portland, who just watched the Blazers re-sign Jeremy Grant for five years, $160 million dollars. After drafting Scoot Henderson, and that's about all that the Blazers have done. They still have moves to make. Maybe a surprise up their sleeve, maybe not. And James Harden, of course, in Philadelphia, uh, a subject I have not talked about yet on the podcast, opted in to $35 million after, let me see if I can get this right, Bobby, turning down in Brooklyn a three-year $161 million max extension, then then turning down a $47 million player option to go to to resign with Philly on a one plus one at 35 million. So that's a 12 million net loss in year one and 161 million dollars that he has lit on fire already. He wants a trade. And the Clippers, I think, are the leading suitor for James Harden to the degree that there are suitors knocking down the doors of the Philadelphia 76ers. I think the Knicks are lurking, just kind of peeking in the window, rummaging through the garbage cans in the backyard. I think the Heat are out, and I think the Heat are not, maybe not out. No one's out. No one's out till they're out. No one's out till the deal is done. But I think the Heat have their eyes on a different guard, that being Damian Lillard. And I don't know if there's some mystery Harden team that may or may not be out there. But I want to start in the West because the Clippers are sitting there, and they got a decision to make. And the decision is how much stuff are we willing to pony up for James Harden? It ain't going to be Paul George. So if you're a Sixers fan and you think you're getting Paul George for James Harden, you are not. Unless something, you know, look, I don't rule anything out. I just don't see why the Clippers would do that or what the point of it would be unless they are just so desperate to nuke extension talks with Paul George before they happen and get out of any salary commitment to him. And I do not sense that they are. They want the three of them together. Um, And they have a decision to make as James Harden plays this waiting game and the Sixers play this waiting game. And I, I do think, Bobby... I guess the first big question about all this is, is there a two-team trade? Forget these three-team crazy trades 
where all of these disgruntled guards switch places and then a whole bunch of assets go to Portland. for Like, you can build trades where Damian Lillard goes to Philadelphia, James Harden goes to the Clippers, and an entire boat of assets goes to the Portland Trailblazers. You can build that trade. I, I don't know how realistic such a trade is. People were building four-team trades with Kyrie Irving somehow involved, and Kyrie Irving nuked all that. Not nuked, but that's done. He signed a three-year, $126 million deal with the Mavericks with a player option in year three. That is a that's a great piece of business for Kyrie Irving, by the way. Agree? Yo, it's a great piece of business because what was the there was who are you negotiating against if you're Dallas? It's almost like you're negotiating that you were going to have an, unca- an unhappy player come to training camp in in late September, and you weren't going to offer him 47, the 47 six number. How low were you willing to go before he became disgruntled and basically probably said, you know what, I'm going to go somewhere else for the 12.4 whatever non-tax mid level or do something something like that there and. 38 39 million dollars it's yeah i mean 3 years it's um it's still a pretty solid number there for him um considering that you know certainly Van Vliet going to Houston and i know Fred was after i think Kyrie committed but there was really no other team there was no teams out there i don't even think really Houston had their eyes on on Fred the whole you know that was their guy they were they were locked in on and um the only benefit. Wait, you mean you you mean you mean Kyrie's meeting with the Suns didn't happen? Is it still going on? Kyrie's meeting <laughs> with Houston. Can they still set that up in a conference room somewhere? He was getting Kyrie's getting these free meetings. Mor- he's these getting a meetings, free mortgage. He's getting free a free mortgage from uh, from Phoenix. That's what was coming. These meetings Kyrie was going to have. Oh, you have no means to sign me at all. Oh, there's not even a meeting. We're not in the same place. Can I just? Can we? Can we? Can I just have a meeting? Could we? Could we pretend there's a meeting? Um, I, I'll, we'll get back to that. And a great deal for Kyrie. Base, like, like to get three fully locked in years, less than the max, but forty million plus. After all the sh- that has happened in the last two calendar years, is a home run for Kyrie Irving and Chetalia Riley Irving, his agent. Home run deal. Mavs had to do it. Brunson, ghost of Brunson. All that we know, the Mavs had to do it. Kyrie had the leverage, in in that sense. I do just want to briefly, the whole like, I think the whole who are you negotiating against is a little bit of a fallacy, and it came up with the Bulls with Vucevic, and before that with DeRozan, like when they signed DeRozan to a big contract extension for about twenty eight thirty a year, whatever it is, and everyone's like, well, what was the market for him? Who are you negotiating with if you have no cap room teams? offering him any money, just offer him the mid-level and see what happens. And that's just not how the NBA works with big-name players. You don't just play the market as coldly as that. You play – this is a more human environment where you're sending messages to the player, to the agents, to the larger NBA community. So, yeah, the Bulls could have played ultra-hardball with Vucevic. Maybe they should have been. The, the Mavericks could have played ultra-hardball with Kyrie Irving. I, I guess they quote-unquote should have because what was the market for him? That's just not how the league works. And I do think when you do that, you open up a Pandora's box of other possibilities coming up and upending your plans. And we are seeing that a little bit with Harden to bring it all the way back. I don't know what understanding was struck between Daryl Morey and James Harden. Obviously, there is nothing binding. None of us were in the room during the conversation. But James Harden turned down all that money in Brooklyn. That's his fault. That was dumb. He should have taken it. He turned down a ton of money in Houston before that. That's his fault. Then he went to the Sixers 
And they did this thing where he took less money to get P.J. Tucker and Daniel House, and they got dinged with tampering, and, oh, we don't want to do that again. And so he's pissed. And is he pissed? Is Does he have a right to be pissed? I don't know, but he's pissed. So the Western Conference, Clippers, and James Harden. Let's start. Let's just go through the through the standings in the West. Well, one, 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 one thing on Harden, it feels like he missed the memo on the NBA transfer portal where it, you can extend with a team that maybe you're not in love with and then eventually ask to be traded. Right. Like he, if that, that would have been the smart thing for him to do in Brooklyn would have to, to take that extension in the in the summer of I think it was 2021 and then ask to be traded in like whatever February here. But Man, he has he caught. I know we'll go through the scenarios, but he has cost himself so much money, and he'll be 35 as an unrestricted free agent next year because he's not extension eligible. And that is the that's that's where he is right now. Yep. Um, take the money and ask for a trade. And the Brooklyn Nets, by the way, are just living this up. They're out of this prison that they were in. It was a great. It was a prison of golden bars. You get all these stars. You got to do it. It didn't lead them as far as they thought, and it led them to a lot of drama and misery. And now they're just building a team. And they get to lurk out there, too, for Damian Lillard if they want to. I thought Cam Johnson, four years, $108 million, that's a nice deal. When you look at some of these other deals, that's a nice deal. Um, unrelated, Kyle Kuzma, four years, 100 whatever million. That's a good deal for the Wizards. It's a good deal for Kuzma. It's a good deal for the Wizards. And a lot of these deals, like Jeremy Grant, people are apoplectic. Over five years, $160 million for Jeremy Grant. And I do think there's a debate to be had and probably one that is happening in the Blazers front office of, oof, remember that Kevin Love deal with the Clippers when they extended him and their kind of bet was this would be a good trade asset if we need to trade Kevin Love. And, oh, it didn't age well. Kevin kind of got old fast and it turned into not a trade asset and we ended up waving him. Is that going to happen with Jeremy Grant? Jeremy Grant's 29 years old. He'll be 34 by the end of that deal. It's a rich deal. Five years, 160, 30-something a pop. But I think what people are missing, Bobby, and this goes for Bain. It goes for all these deals that people are like, whoa, that much money for that dude? The cap is $136 million this year. The most it can go up any year under the new CBA is 10%. I think most, I mean, people are hesitant to project five years out, but there's a new broadcast deal coming. There's a universe in which it goes up something like 10% every year, maybe 7%, 10%, 8%, 10%. If that happens, the cap in five years at the end of Jeremy Grant's contract that everyone is apoplectic about is going to be $190 million-ish. Could be 185, could be 200. Could be 195. So 30 million bucks for Jeremy Grant in five years when he's 34 and on the decline is going to be one sixth, one sixth and a half of the cap. Like it's not that bad, and people have to get used to these numbers. Back to the Western Conference and the Blazers and then the Clippers and James Harden and the Nexus of Beard. You look at the West. Denver just won the West, and they're the favorites to win the championship. They lost Bruce Brown to Indiana on a two-year, $45 million deal. Second year as a player option. Great deal for Bruce Brown. Would have liked the longer one, but that's a lot of money. Interesting deal for the Pacers, who I think are on track, barring plot twists. And there are always plot twists, Bobby. On track to trade Chris Duarte to the Kings and acquire Obi Toppin from the Knicks. Now, we can see what happens with those deals, but I think that's the plan for the Pacers. Uh, Denver is awesome. 
Uh, Sacramento, I just mentioned, they're getting Duarte. They re-signed Harrison Barnes. They just brought over this guy, Veznikov from Europe, who was the EuroLeague MVP. They're solid. Phoenix. Who, who, who was part of the Harden trade. He was part of what? the Harden trade. Yes. he Brooklyn drafted him. Okay. Oh boy, I don't have and enough coffee And then he was this. traded to Cleveland as part of the Harden trade with the Cleveland and Houston. Cleveland Jared traded Allen. Dak last year in 2000 for a 2022nd second and that's where he why how he gets to Sacramento and this that was Winona Ryder at the award show when she was confused about whatever the guy was saying the the meme that everyone uses for general and I think, confusion and I, and I think why he was added um was because remember when Karis LeVert went through the medical you know he had that medical um situation yes. And they yes. had to add something else to the deal. There you go. Why the hell are we talking about this? Oh, the Western <laughs> Conference. The Kings. Good summer for the Kings. Yeah, they dumped the 24 pick, but they're going to get Duarte with some of that cap space. They also traded up for 34. Fine summer for the Kings. Warriors. Chris Paul, we've talked about. Draymond Green. Four years, 100, right? 100, yeah. It's a, it's a fair deal. It's a fair deal. And I think it's... It's awesome. I have said many times, and now Clay's next, and I don't know how much traction there's going to be on a Clay Thompson extension in the immediate future because he's negotiating from a huge number coming off of playoffs where he, I think, ran out of gas. I've heard he's sort of tweaking his offseason training regimen to get to get more prepared, I think, physically for a long playoff run. Remember, that was his first long season and playoff run post all those catastrophic injuries, and he didn't play as much pickup the previous summer. But I... These three dudes, this is, this is what we want in sports. This is what you root for is three guys who, who life didn't have to connect this way in Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, who fall into the same place at the same time, who fall into the starting five at the same time when David Lee gets injured by happenstance and Draymond Green gets promoted, and make magic together. Magic. The alchemy is something that cannot be duplicated. It can't be manufactured. It can't be replicated. It just is. These dudes should play together forever. Forever. And I don't really care how much Joe Lacob has to pay in luxury tax and all the stuff you put on the touchscreen. Like, it's interesting. It's cool. And it has team-building implications for them. Those three dudes, and particularly Curry, built the whole thing. There is nothing without the three of them. The Chase Center, the what would they even be valued at if they sold the team right now? I have no idea. They bought the team for like $400 million or whatever it was. It would be valued at 15 times that or something like that. Those three guys feel, I've been told, and they should feel this way, like they have equity in all of that. So pay them all the money that you can pay them or pay them what you think is fair and they can build a winner together. They should, they should stay together forever. So the Warriors... I, and I think it's time for Moody and Kaminga to, to step into larger roles, too. And I think maybe they'll be ready for that. They'll be solid next year. Phoenix, with all the minim, with the minimum only, I thought just just did the about the best they could. Keita Bates-Diop, Josh Akogi, Utah Wantanabe, Drew Eubanks, Damian Lee, Metu, all good signings, all fit really well. Bates Giop thought, uh, shot 39% from three last year. He's a great cutter, great defender. Akogi, we saw they can use him as a screener. Wananabe went through about two months where he didn't miss a corner three. 
Eubanks can switch a little bit. People don't know Drew Eubanks is a little, 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 little to his game, as people like to say. Can switch a little bit on defense. Good signings. And the biggest winners of day one of free agency, the Los Angeles Lakers, coming off a Western Conference run that I think was real, have undone just about every bit of damage from the Russell Westbrook trade that sent out Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and separately they let um, Alex Caruso walk. They still have to bring back Austin Reeves, and they will. But to get Torian Prince at the biannual, shot 38% from three, can defend and a little inconsistent at it, but can pump and go and make a play. To get Hachimura at the price that he was kind of looking for with the Wizards extension. And Hachimura, I said this on TV yesterday, props to Rob Palinka and Jesse Buss in the whole front office. I didn't see it with Rui Hachimura. I thought he was a little bit empty calories in Washington. I didn't know how he would respond to high-pressure games. And playing with LeBron, playing with LeBron is intimidating for young players. There have been young players, and particularly shooters, who have folded under the glare of LeBron. And he was awesome in the playoffs, and he was awesome beyond jump shooting that he probably won't be able to replicate every year. But the toughness, the physicality, taking the challenge of guarding Jokic, deflections, posting up smaller guys, playing with effort and focus and intensity. Gabe Vincent on the mid-level. Perfect LeBron point guard partner. Just a home run summer for the Lakers. And the West just keeps you, you, getting you, you stacked. Forgot, did you add? Did you say uh, Jackson Hayes? Jackson Hayes just this morning? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Lob catcher. Yeah, I mean, at the vet minimum. Tremendous. And you just go down. We mentioned Kyrie going back to Dallas and all this. And, like, the West is absolutely stacked. And that's why I think the Clippers have to look in the mirror and look at this James Harden opportunity and ask themselves, are we good enough anymore without him? Are we good enough anymore without a major upgrade? And I don't think they are. And it's not just because those two dudes never stay healthy. I, I just think the West has risen around them and they have stagnated. That's my, that's my sort of lay of the land as we get into the Harden thing. Is there anything from those free agency winners, losers, whatever, that you wanted to hit? And if not, let's get into the Harden mess. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I agree everything. I mean, I gave the Lakers an A at 7 a.m. this morning, and then I bumped them up to an A-plus after the Jackson Hayes signing. I just thought they basically, you can run it back, and then you add a mix of, of players in free agency, stayed over the cap, can still bring back D'Angelo Russell if they, if they uh, want to. I think Portland's going to be interesting for me, and we'll, I'm sure we're going to talk about that as far as I think they were 28th in defense last year, 29 in the year before. And you look at that bench, that bench is young and it's inexperienced. I mean, that's, that's, that's a concern there. Um, but, you know, let's get into, uh, let's get into Harden. I think the clip, the, 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 and we'll stay with the West with the Clippers here. And I think, you know, I've been up there and I've been saying, yeah, expiring contracts, Covington, Batum, um, Marcus Morris, 20, 2028 first. I don't, that ain't getting it done. I don't think that's getting it done. Now, here's the question. Would the Clippers put Terrence Mann in the deal? That's, that's, that's a, that's a, that, that, if, if I'm Philly, now all of a sudden that gets me a little bit interested as far as a young player, a first round pick, instead of just an expiring, you know, expiring um, contract type package. Flotsam expiring flotsam and jetsam as well um look 
the most important name in all of this that is not being said very often but needs to be said loud and clear is Joel Embiid. He is the most important person involved in the entire James Harden mess of a trade landscape. It's not James Harden. It's not Kawhi Leonard. It's not Paul George. It's not Nick Nurse. It's not Daryl Morey. It's not Chuck the Condor. It's not Steve Ballmer. It's Joel Embiid because he's the MVP of the league. And if you trade James Harden, what did you say? Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, and a 2028 first round pick? An expiring, yeah, tw- uh, no, two, actually 2028. Who the hell knows where any of us will be then? Um, and a package of expiring contracts that will not be on the roster next year. So, look, those guys are fine. Like, Marcus Morris fell out of the rotation. Robert Covington was never really in the rotation last season. Who was the third one? Batum. Batum's good. You still have Maxi. You get a pick. Like, what is that? What is Joel Embiid's reaction to that? You know who would be thrilled if they made that deal? The New York Knicks and every other team that's sitting there waiting to see what the hell happens with Joel Embiid. You mentioned Terrence Mann. I think, look, I don't know what the timing of this is going to be. Ramona has said on TV, Ramona Shelburne, who's very plugged in with Embiid. Don't give up on the idea that Harden could come back to the Sixers. When I bring up that idea with people who are in this universe, I am told, like that's the sound I hear over the phone. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, Maybe. Um, You know, he opted in. So he's a sixer. Like I think that would be the argument for that. He opted in and in, in doing so surrendered control of his contract for the next season to the Philadelphia 76ers. He's a sixer. They don't have to trade him. We know everyone, the talking points are out there. Daryl Morey, we saw, you know, he's got the stomach to get uncomfortable, and he did it with Ben Simmons. And I don't know why I'm doing this voice, but it's early and I haven't slept very much. I just, do you really have the appetite to do that to Joel Embiid again? To be like, hey, big fella, our second best player or whatever is is mad and he's not going to play for us. Can you just, like, write the ship for 60 games while we figure this out? And we'll do it, but, like, it's going to be hard and it's not going to be fun. I just don't know that you have the appetite to do that again. I don't know that James can go back, but but we'll see. But you mentioned man and the picks. And I started this by asking you, is there a two-team trade that the Clippers and the Sixers can do? My best educated guess is yes, there is. I don't know how big the gulf between the two teams is right now in making that trade happen. I, I know and suspect that the Terrence Mann's name is a big part of that gulf, as well as the first-round picks. And the wild card to me is Norm Powell, because Norm Powell is a good player who could help the Sixers, who could help Joel Embiid next year, and also makes $20 million a year over the next three seasons. And why that matters is if, if this Sixers-Harden thing is over, and Tobias Harris's contract comes up after this season. And the Sixers already told the world yesterday, and so did Clutch, we're not extending Tyrese Maxey right now because we want to keep his cheaper cap hold on the books next summer. They are telling you we want to have as much cap space as possible and maybe almost two max slots a year from now. And if you have Dorm Powell at $20 bucks, 
you have the plus side of him helping your team this coming year and the minus side of him taking up 20 million bucks of that cap space. And maybe you can move him because he's good in a pinch. But those are the names that are interesting to me. What stands out of all the crap I just said, what stands out to you? And do you agree that there's a two team trade that is workable or do you think this is a this has to be a, a three to four team monstrosity? No, I think it's I think it's workable because I just don't know how much it, you know when you keep on adding in you know more teams and stuff like how much you know is the value of Harden as far as when you look at it. I think you made a good point about Norman Powell. Like, how do you Paul? How do you put a, a I guess a stop to Maxi extension talks and then all of a sudden take on you know an additional twenty million over the next two not this year but you know years two and in three if you're trying to load up and, and, um, you know, chase a couple max guys and, and, and everything here. Um, I, I think if I was the Clippers, um, and I think they are still in a win now mode, I think I would be a little more inclined with man. I, I think I would, I mean, I just think like, like, well, what are we doing here? I mean, you've already gone all in. It's almost like the Phoenix approach, right? Like what Phoenix went with Durant and then Beal comes available. And I know that was under different circumstances. We're already, we're already two feet in the deep end here. Right. We've been since 2019. Like, let's just go all in, not totally, not two picks, but if it's man and Covington and a whatever, you know, and a 2028 first, like that, that would be more of an appetite because I don't think the three, uh, those three expirings get it done. And then you look at the rest of the roster, it's, it's, you know, Amir Coffee and it's some minimum guys and Bones Highland and you know, um, you know, you're not trading Paul or Kawhi. It's like it's a it's a process of elimination. And I think if you're to fill if I think you're if you're Philadelphia, you're trying to get as much draft equity and young players in case Lillard becomes available that you can use with Tyrese Maxey or Tobias Harris. And, and go from there. And I don't think three expiring contracts in a 28 first would do that. So you bring up Dame to Philly, which I think is very pertinent, whether it is a, I mentioned before, you can build like three team trades or you can just do, you know, a, what is it effectively a delayed three team trade is kind of what you're discussing. I think just let's simplify it. I think this is a really interesting question. How much better, if at all, because what this is what you're floating and what Brian Windhorst floated yesterday. How much better is Philly, if at all, next season, if you trade James Harden and Tyrese Maxey and you get back Damian Lillard, and you're going to get spare parts, but if you lose those two guards, Harden and Maxey, and you get back one big guard in Damian Lillard, because what you're saying is you trade Harden for a bunch of stuff, and then you trade a bunch of stuff to Portland for Damian Lillard. And that's the question. That's the question of that three-team construction because it's easy to say Dame goes to Philly, Harden goes to Clippers, assets go to Portland. And you look at the assets that those two teams, Philly and the Clippers, have to send to Portland, and it's not great. <laughs> There's not a lot of them. And there are to the point that because they've all traded picks galore, they don't have prized young players, to the point that that return sucks for Portland – because if you're making a three-team trade, you want to rob two teams blind. That's the point of doing it. And in order to do that, you have to get Maxi. You have to. That's the only blue-chip asset these teams really have to offer. 
that it that would go to Portland in this theoretical construction. And if I'm Philly, I'm like, wait a second, Dame's amazing, love Dame, incredible. I lost Maxi and Harden. Like that, that's not an easy pill to swallow for them either. Two, and you'd have two players on supermax contracts making a hundred million dollars. Like that's the, like, you know, I mean, like we're talking about these new, like, that's not like, and who's what's what else. I mean, those would be the, I'm looking at their roster right now. Those would be the two, only two players with guaranteed money. So what are you going to go swing for another max guy, which this CBA does not really, that that's not how you do it. Now you have to basically build like, what's your rest of your roster look like there? I, I don't think that's an easy, I, I'm high on Maxi. I know that Maxi, he struggled in the early part of the Boston series and then found his equilibrium again. He makes big shots. He's completely fearless, and he just gets better and better and better every year. Now, he needs to get much better defensively, but Maxie's good, and he's going to be really, really good. Um, I, You know, look, I think there's a two-team trade to happen. I don't know where they meet. I think it's fascinating to think about how Harden fits with those two dudes in L.A. Um, because – He's pretty ponderous with the ball, and every public statement he makes seems to indicate that he continues to enjoy being ponderous with the ball, and that's the way he wants to play. And I sacrifice – poor him. He sacrificed. He had to pass the ball to Joel Embiid and lead the league in assists. I hope I hope that he has recovered from such a travesty of basketball. Um, and Kawhi is pretty laborious with the ball himself when he gets it in the triple threat position. But, you know – Harden has a ton of experience running small, small, small wing, guard wing, pick and rolls and exploiting mismatches. And Kawhi can slip into open space and make plays. And so can Paul George. Like I, and, and you just, they need an organizer. They need a point guard. They've been looking for a point guard and he is a point guard, James Harden. And you just stagger the minutes. So he plays every second Kawhi rests and Kawhi plays every second he rests. Like I, the fit, the fit isn't amazing. I think it is amazing. I'll I take it back. The fit's good, but it, it would be interesting to see how it played out kind of on the court and how the ball would get, how the dribbles would kind of get um, divided up. Uh, Knicks, what do you think of Knicks for Harden? That's the other team Woj has reported, and I do yeah. think they have poked around. Yeah, I mean, I think um, certainly Fournier, right, just because it's a big number and it's expiring. Now, how do we how do we get up to Harden's? I feel like I'm on the touchscreen right now and talking to him. Like I'm, I'm, I'm moving my hands. Like you know, put. I think it's over here, uh, Bobby. That's that's disturbing. <laughs> the fact that you see a touchscreen next to you right and you're moving your arm to touch a touchscreen that isn't there. It's the Word document. <laughs> that's that's legitimately worrisome. I hope your wife and children do not view this on YouTube. <laughs> Well, it's it's certainly um, it's certainly Fournier, and now how we get in the how we get into the math, um, Hartenstein. Oh wow, that's exciting for Joel. Give me a give me a backup center, Emmanuel. Great. Quickly. Yeah, quickly's good. Couple ones. Can't what's that What's that doing for me next season if I I'm know. Joel Embiid? What's it doing for me? Why am I happy about that? And if, if I'm looking- the Knicks, no one thinks about. Everyone just gets so seduced by the star's name. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are? I, I know talent is talent, and if you can get talent in the door, I guess you get talent in the door. But this is 34 year old talent almost on an expiring contract, on a game that's in decline. He shot 40 percent on twos in the playoffs. You look at his playoff game log, James Harden, and 
It's two all-time incredible games. Credit to him. Two all-timers against Boston. Game one and game four. One of which was without Joel Embiid. And just so many bad games. Three of 14. Three of 11. Three of 15. Disappeared in game seven. The dude almost has as many trade requests now as two of 11 games from the field in the playoffs. And so I just don't know how much value he has. And I don't, like, are we sure he's a good fit with Jalen Brunson? I Who just outplayed James Harden in the playoffs and was incredible and is a ball-dominant minus on defense, a slight minus on defense uh, guard. I want to pair them up. At what cost am I doing that? If the cost is so low that you just suggested it, it's kind of like, what the hell? Let's have some fun. Let's do it. Let's roll the ball out and see what happens. If the cost gets too high, like two ones, three ones, whatever, three first-round picks, like... I'm not convinced that that's an awesome fit. And again, New York has all these chips. Some of them are not that great. Like some of the picks they have from Washington, Detroit, et cetera, are like not awesome. The Dallas pick, whatever. Um, like they have their own picks. I, I'm not sure I'm cashing that many in for, for Harden when I'm not like the Knicks are good. Brunson's a star. I'm not sure that that move excites me that much. And it and it's you know you I'm just looking through some teams here and then like well who's next then, right? Like who like who is the who's the third team? Who's the fourth team? As far as like I just man, it's it it's hard to come up with. You know another another team out there, you know. The other thing is like, you know, to to the to the point I just made. Texts were flying around all day yesterday. What did last two days? Once Harden opted in and asked for his trade. Oh my God! Here we go. Another another thing that's going to monopolize July and August, like Durant did last year. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant, man. Kevin Durant is like a top five player in the NBA. Still haven't loved his play in the last couple of playoffs. Not loved by Durant centers. Loved. Kind of felt like he got unnerved by physicality of Boston and then Aaron Gordon in consecutive playoffs. So he's Kevin Durant. Like I don't have to cancel my freaking vacation for James Harden. I I just don't like. He's not that guy. He's a all all I had him look, I was a top 75 voter. I had him on my list. I voted him MVP before. I have apps I've written entire pieces in 2018, 2019 about how this dude was changing the geometry of basketball, breaking every defensive scheme that we knew about, making teams do insane things on defense, like play on his back and do these pick and roll schemes that no one had ever seen before. So I don't want to hear from the Harden fanboys about how I'm being mean to James Harden. I was nice to James Harden. I have been nice to James Harden. He's amazing. He's not that dude anymore that everyone has to cancel everything they're doing to see where he goes in the offseason. Um, and I think that's one of the things the Clippers are asking themselves is like, depending on what the price is, yeah, he's a talent upgrade. He has some skills that we need. Like, do we trust this dude in big games? Like, if the, in the games that we're going to have to play, do we trust him? And so I don't know what's going to happen. This could be resolved today. It could be resolved next week. It could be resolved in a month. We might be in in a staring contest between the Clippers and the Sixers for a while with the Dame thing happening over here and Miami shedding player after player after player because they have tax concerns. Gabe Vincent's gone. Max Struess we'll talk about. Someone else, Oladipo, got Oladipo. dumped to Oklahoma yeah. City. Yep. For the ones who get it done. Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Got something. Lillard requested a trade. Oh, breaking news. Perfect. Great timing. You might have to pull Pelton out of the bullpen. (laughs) Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard has requested a trade. Oh, God. You know what that means? More The green lights are flashed. The lights are flashing behind you. Okay, well let's drop divorce me. Let's drop every <laughs> let's drop everything now and switch gears. Switch gears. We just talked about Philly. This is what Miami's been waiting for. This is what Miami's been waiting for. Yes, sir. Max Struess goes to Cleveland. Good deal for the Cavs. Yay, Cavs. George Yang, also a good deal. Yay, Cavs. Gabe Vincent's gone. But we still got Hero. We still got Lowry. We still got Robinson. We still got how many they can trade three picks now, right? Uh, they can trade 28 and 30 and their first this year. Well, it's a good thing they paid Jeremy Grant 160 million bucks. Hey, that contract hasn't been signed yet. <laughs> oh God, don't say uh, that, just, Bobby. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, well let's 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 go through the teams. I mean, first of all, let's pause for a second. This is a monumental moment in the history of of. Portland sports and and the NBA of the last 15 years. This is a guy who has been one of the greatest leaders in all of sports, a guy who's been a tone setter, an all-time clutch shooter, um, maybe the greatest Blazer in the history of all the Blazers. And the Blazers took Scoot Henderson, which I think was the right thing for them to do as a franchise, and they knew the risks. And I think their brain trust legitimately hoped – that they could convince Dame to stick around and that they could tweak around the edges, make moves here or there, mid-level exception, a trade. What can we get for Simons and a pick down the line? And let's see if we can be a frisky four or five seed and get lucky and make a playoff run. And Dame has finally, after wavering, and you and I talked about this, wavering like human beings do, has finally requested a trade. And here's Woj saying has requested a trade and the franchise is expected to work to accommodate him. Well, that that language right there makes me very happy. If I work for the Miami Heat, what else do what else do we need to know? Let's think a little bit more about this. What other teams do we need to be paying attention to? I have said, you know, again, all the teams that have undersized guards already, it's not the best fit. So the Knicks have a whole bunch of assets, right? Um, you know, we can go through other teams like that. I, I've never really loved the Jalen Brown for Damian Lillard trade construction for Boston. Um, or or for the Blazers, for that matter. The Heat and the Nets have been the ones that have been mentioned over and over again. Do you want to dive into those two teams, or do you yeah, want to? With, let's, go, let's start with Brooklyn. How's, how's that? Okay. Because they're different than what Miami can offer, because I think Brooklyn is more, Brooklyn's got the draft assets, right? Like they've got, they've got the equity from 
the Harden, I mean, from the Durant trade, um, 25, 27, 29 first unprotected. They got a pick swap in there at, in 28, I believe. They got an unprotected from Dallas in 29. Whoa, I'm happy. I'm, I'm not happy. I'm just like, I'm, I'm hopped up, Bobby. Keep talking. Um, Player-wise, well, that's a little bit of a different story. They got expirings. Dinwiddie, can't say Joe, uh, Joe Harris anymore. He's the Detroit. Um, Royce O'Neal, Patty Mills, Cam Thomas. They got their own, their two first that they draft, Clowney and Whitehead. They haven't signed them yet. You can draft, trade the rights to them. They also got Ben Simmons for two years, 77. If any takers out there for him. Um, well, his salary is would be necessary would would be maybe not necessary, but helpful for matching purposes. Um, but that's what you're looking at it from. Um, that's what you're looking at from Brooklyn's. Can't trade Cam Johnson, right? Nope, they cannot. So then your question is, and we've already done this with the Nets. You know, Dame is 32, 33. Bridges is a little older than people think. I think he's 28. You just went through some trauma that we all talked about. Am I ready to go back into that world where I'm change, exchanging my future for the present? Am I ready to do it for a guard who's 32, 33 years old and is a nucleus of Lillard, Bridges, Claxton, and whatever I got left over of my wings? Is that good enough to justify the outlay? I think, I think that's interesting. He's obviously mentioned Mikhail Bridges as a guy he'd want to play with. But he's also mentioned Bam Adebayo as a guy he'd, he'd want to play with. And to me, you know, that's the hand-in-glove fit to me is Miami. I mean, you put that dude with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, I can figure out the rest of the roster later. Um, but, you know, those are the two teams that people keep going back to. And I mentioned the small guard thing. Like, it's the same thing with Atlanta. It's got a bunch of trade assets. Like, they got some small guards. Philly, we just talked about Philly. I mean, is there a two-team trade with – with if is there a two team Dame trade to Philly that works? I mean, I just, I mean, it's it's Maxi, it's 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 Maxi Harris, and it's 2030, right? It has to be Maxi. It just yeah, has oh, to, yeah. be, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then again, this brings us to the question of: Is Harden still on the team? Right. Does a Dame Harden and Bead big three make sense? Sure, talent wise, it does. Defensively, that backcourt's going to be a little challenged, but Harden can guard up a position. Is that actually workable? I could talk myself into that, but then you get, or am I trading Harden because Harden is unhappy? What am I trading him for? And then again, I'm in that boat of, have I lost Harden and Maxi and gotten Lillard? Am I, and am I, am I better? All signs point to Miami. Am I missing anything else? No, you're not. I mean, and here's the other thing too, is that, cause now we're in this new CBA is like, now it's like, you know, my, you know, now it comes a little trickier because the traded player exception now is at 110%, right? So now you've got to, you got to, you know, it's not 125% where you're trading Lillard's 45 and taking back 37, right? Like those, that, that, that changes the dynamics a little bit, but no, I don't, I think, I think those teams that we talked about, um, you know, the Brunson problem for New not problem, the Brunson, uh, the Brunson solution for New York comes into play again, because I, I've said this, like, I'm just not, that's not, Dame is incredible. I have voted Dame on my MVP ballot multiple times. Like I am a Dame true believer. If I'm the Knicks, I'm not cashing in all my stuff for another guard. I have a guard who I believe in. Let's, but but maybe I'm being naive. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at the standings to try. I mean, I've done the Dame thing 
the damn fake trade thing multiple times. I, you know, I mean, I, who else, who else is out there? Well, I mean, it, I, I think it, it, the, the big question, Zach, is he doesn't have a no trade like Beal, but Portland will work with him, right? Like you're not just going to send him to somewhere he doesn't go. So you would think Lillard gives you five teams. Maybe he just says Brooklyn, Miami. But what happens if one? What happens if? What happens if Utah comes into play? Right? What happens if all of a sudden San Antonio says, "You know what? Hmm, Damian Lillard, four more years. We've got Victor. We've got picks. We got, you know, you know, you know, Bobby." Utah, I don't see. And actually, Utah is in an interesting position. Like, can they actually duplicate what they did last year? They've they've kind of taken a step back to me just in the sense of the West around them has taken a step up. San Antonio is a pertinent name to bring up. I don't – I would be surprised if that's where this ends up. But knowing a little bit about Dame and how he thinks and what's going on there – it wouldn't shock me. Now, then you have a big decision to make if you're the Spurs, right? Is this is this really the time to do it? And the Spurs so far have kind of used their cap spaces. Okay, we'll re-sign Trey Jones. We were a dumping ground for the Cavs, for Jetty Osmond and Lamar Stevens. They don't seem to be posturing as a let's go for it really hard right now team. I don't know how many how, how much Wembanyama will play as a rookie. I, you know, is he going to play 60 games, 50 games? He's not going to play 80. Um, that's an interesting name. Keep going. This is live, man. This is unfiltered, caffeinated. Damian Lillard requested a trade live. I mean, I'm, well, we can rule Phoenix out. <laughs> there's no more. There's nothing left in the kitty there. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm just going through. You know, you said Boston. I don't think Jalen Brown makes sense. You know, and I'm not doing the. I'm not doing the Brogdon Time Lord. I mean, if I'm Boston, I'll call get Brogdon Time Lord. They they have a bunch of picks to offer. Um, how and and swaps and all that. All yeah. the picks and all the swaps I have, I'm gonna offer. I just does he want to now? He and Tatum. Here's why you can't. Boston has all their first round picks, I believe. Right? Yes. They no, they, no, no, no. I'm sorry. They owe, they owe pick, one to San Antonio. Pick, they owe a swap. There's a pick swap, yeah. They owe a swap to San Antonio. So if I'm Boston, I'll call and say, Brogdon, Time Lord, Salary Filler, three picks, four picks, three swaps, whatever it is. Why you can't rule it out is Lillard and Tatum have are, are close and have played with Team USA together. And... I think I've even had some social media back and forth about, you know, playing together and blah, blah, blah over the years. Um, can't rule it out. Not sure that's going to be ending up the primary destination just because of Dame's public comments of teams that he's named. Can't rule it out. And if I'm Boston, I'm making the call because, look, aprons and third aprons and fourth aprons be damned. If I can get him for that, I, I got to do it. Like, it's Damian Lillard. It's Damian freaking Lillard. I'm making the call. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, I'm sure we'll hear of the LA teams, but I don't, there's nothing with the Lakers at all um, based on, they have nothing. I mean, they have Anthony Davis, right? Like I, what does Anthony Davis do for me in a 2029 first? That, that doesn't do anything for me. 
Clippers, we'll hear about. Chris, Chris Haynes tweeting Miami and Brooklyn are preferred destinations, which we all know, but that just sort of confirms. We know that Chris is very tied into Dame. That just sort of confirms that this is the nucleus. Well, you know of, what you're gonna what yeah. you're gonna see. You're gonna basically you're gonna rewind the clock from um, 2000. You're gonna see Carmelo, a little bit of Carmelo back in 2011, where they're gonna try to pit these teams against each other to try to bid again. And now, if you're if you're as you we talked about, if you're Brooklyn, like you just went through this. Right. Like how much are you do you think someone else down the road is going to become available? Right. Someone else always becomes available. Ever. And is, and if as the lights are why like it's like I'm feel like I'm at a nightclub right now behind me. Um is is it is are you gonna is he the guy you want to go back all in with? Right? So you can hey, Brooklyn calls him up and say, Hey, we'll give you five unprotected ones and whatever. I don't know if that I don't think what Miami can offer can trump that. Brooklyn has the better offer. Just in terms of pick equity. And if I'm thinking through Portland's thought process, far out Brooklyn picks and and Brooklyn's got extra picks too coming from several teams. Um including Phoenix. Far out Phoenix picks are valuable too. Even far out Brooklyn picks like Dame's thirty, almost thirty-three years old. Mikhail Bridges is really good. Is he going to be a guy that carries a franchise post Dame? Obviously, a million unknown things can happen. But I agree with you. They can trump Miami's offer of. Well, let's think. What's the best Miami can do? Because you can't be limited in your thought process. Hero. You know, whatever. I, there's not another salaried player on the Heat that I really need to get. I don't think. Would Maybe put, Caleb Martin. Yeah, I mean, would you add Caleb Martin to it? Hero, it, that, then it's filler. But like the guys that people are going to forget about in making the the fake Heat trade packages are Jovic, yeah, and the UCLA kid they just drafted, who's also yeah. trade eligible. I mean, I'm me, Jackass. When does he become trade eligible? He's right now. They haven't signed right him. now. Yeah, I don't think he's so. If him. so, if I count those guys as first round picks, and I get you don't three count more as, future, you just don't count them as salary. You just got to count. It's just their draft rights. Right, no, so, but if yeah. I count them in my head as the Blazers, yeah. is like I'm almost getting five future firsts from the Heat if mm-hmm. I if I like those two players. That's a good offer. Like, it's not an amazing, it's not, I've said before, like, it's kind of like uh, for Damian Lillard, like, boy, you want the, you want the Durant return, right? You want the, you want the, <laughs> you want the Gobert return. <laughs> um, and it's not quite that, right. but having just gotten lucky and gotten Scoot. And having in in their own estimation drafted a top three level player in Shade and Sharp, I'm already fast forwarding into the rebuild. If it makes Dame happy and it's palatable to us, that's a deal that I'm not psyched about, but I can make it and feel okay. And I bet there is a certain sense of relief this morning within the Blazers front office. I know they wanted to make it work. They were totally sincere in making it work. But now you just have some clarity. It was like trying to break. No, it was like it was like a, you know trying to break up with your, your with a girlfriend. You know that you both wanted to break up and nobody knew how to do it. I mean, so I do think there is a sense of relief here in Portland that finally, and I've said all along, nobody's going to look at Damian Lillard in a different way. Oh, you know, just because he no, he I mean, come on, like you know, this I is what was, I said. This is what I've said about Dame all along. I don't want to hear the does he care about this? Does this event today does not prove 
that Damian Lillard cares about winning more than he cared about winning yesterday or two weeks ago. That dude is about winning and about team. Talk to literally any player who has played for the Blazers in the last five years, and they will tell you all the little things that dude does every single day to set a culture of winning and togetherness and care. And it's not just showing up early and staying late. It's things like, you know, I th- a couple players told me like they a story just is always stuck in my head about a player in the locker room grumbling under his breath about man, man, Terry Stoss not playing me enough minutes, blah, 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 young player. And Dame going over to him and saying, man, we don't do that here. Like we're not about that gently, not, not like, not like sternly, not cursing him out, just like, you know, that hey man that kind of stuff can poison the culture of our team like we got to be together you'll get your shot I'll help you along just that's just what this dude is this does not prove that now all of a sudden he cares about winning in the way that people want him to care about what he always has cared about winning this does not mean he's disloyal to Portland he gave everything he's had to that organization and he's reached a point in his career where he wants to try something else fair game fair play everybody can win here I totally agree. Now, here's the question. Holy smokes. If, if Miami, and I know we mentioned Miami and Brooklyn, but if Miami is the preferred, right? If there's separation between the two and that Nets offer is better, like a lot better, what do you do if you're Portland? Do you appease the player or you do what's best interest of the team? I call Miami. And I outlined the situation. Maybe I have Dame's agents on the call too. And I say, here's where we are. And Andy Ellisberg and Pat Riley will say, Pat Riley looking dapper at all times, will say, okay, cool, what does that mean? He wants he wants to come here? That's great. Let's get it done. And if I'm Portland, I say, then I, that means I want everything. Every little thing that you can give me. Every swap, every pick, Jovic, UCLA kid, um, all of it. I want all of it. If I want Caleb Martin, I get Caleb Martin because I like his contract. I need all of it. <sighs> Two walk-off shots in the playoffs, man. Waving goodbye, staring into the camera, stone-faced. Don't take that conference. Don't dismiss the 2019 conference finals run either. Don't dismiss it just because they got some injury luck along the way. They got a Blazers team, or a, a Nuggets team in the second round that wasn't ready. I, I always say this. People are like, oh, they made the conference finals. Big deal. They got swept by the Warriors. Well, first of all, it's the Warriors. And the Warriors, even without Durant, are the capital W Warriors. Second of all, getting to the conference finals is hard. It's hard. Like they they they, they were cons- The Blazers through the Dame era have been consistently good. There's nothing wrong in the NBA with being consistently good. They never were great. They never got over the hump. They never solved the issues on the wing that they had. I wonder if they look back at that C.J. McCollum trade today and say, man, if we just kept Josh Hart, I wonder if this situation is a little different in Dame's eyes because we're so young. We lost Josh Hart, got Chris Murray, didn't work in terms of appeasing Dame. Anyway, the Dame era in Portland is a success, and particularly so because – Think about what Portland is coming off. Two eras before, they're coming off the Greg Oden, Brandon Roy injury double hit disaster. One era before, they build just organically, magically, this wonderful team of Lillard, Batum, Wes Matthews, LaMarcus Aldridge, 
um, and on and on. And I thought they had a chance to actually win the West the year that, you know, they ended up, they injured the West Matthews towards Achilles. There were other injuries on the team. Um, and they bow out. LaMarcus leaves in free agency. That could be a disaster too. And it doesn't end up being a disaster because of Damian Lillard. And they, they, they were good the whole time. I don't, my head is spinning, Bobby. What else should we talk about? Outside of Dame, or you want to talk other stuff? No, what's what more can we say about Damian Lillard? I don't know. I mean, Miami, Brooklyn, this well, could yeah, go I fast. Mean, yeah, let's I mean, project I, project Miami. Well, let's just yeah, let's talk Miami. Like so, when you like so, let's just let's just go through. Let's do this a little process of elimination here, okay? Jimmy and Bam off the board, okay? So now you're looking. This is a this is a group of it's everything else, right? Uh, Hero, Kyle. Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, Jaime Jaquez, their first-round pick, the rights to. Kevin Love, you can't trade. Josh Richardson, you can't trade. They just signed those are going to agree to. Jovich and Highsmith in 2028 first, 2031st, pick swap in 29. I don't think I gotta what, look at what's left, what's left over in Miami. I got to look at their seconds. I don't think they got many seconds. Is there anything I can pick away from Portland's roster that's of interest to me if I'm the Heat? Well, no. This is what – so here's what I want. This is what I'm going to do if I'm Portland, Zach. Nurkic. I want him in the deal. Get him off the books. I want Nurkic's money in the deal. Goodbye. Yeah, there's, take- not, there's not much like, you know, Nasir Little's a valuable young player for them, for yeah. Portland. Obviously, Sharp and Simons on that trading. Yeah, that's what I – if I'm Portland, I want Nurkic added to the deal to go off his money. And then you're just building a monster package of salary. There's $60 million of contracts each way. And if I'm the Heat, man, it, like they just signed Josh Richardson. That's a nice signing for them. Um, you know, if I'm the Heat, they're pretty thin with Butler, Bam, Lillard. But that's life. I mean, they've lived this life before with star-heavy teams. You need stars to win. Hero's probably going to go. Does that mean Duncan Robinson stays? We just lost Struess and Gabe Vincent, two guys who started every playoff game, basically, in our finals run to Cleveland. Great summer for Cleveland. They could do a pick swap in 27, too. And minimum, they'll get some minimum guys, but the minimum bin has been picked over yeah. big time already. Um, really interesting. It would be interesting to see how fast this unfolds. I mean, it could go It could go really fast. Well, was just tweeted, uh, he... Clippers, Sixers, Nets, Heat. I'm sorry, I said Heat already. Heat and Clippers, 76 are three teams all of interest in exploring trades for Lillard. Well, that goes into the three-team universe that we talked yeah. about. Yeah. Well, this is life in free agency, man. You start a podcast talking about one thing, you end a podcast oh, talking so about glad, another thing. I'm so glad we it was this wasn't an hour from now. Um well, we're going on TV soon, so. You know. The Heat, the Clippers, and the 76ers. I mean, look, if it's if it's the Sixers, we, we talked about what the cost would be. If it's the Clippers, I don't know how they get it done. And the Heat, with those three guys, I mean, with those three dudes, that's, that's a killer big three. All those pieces fit together really, really well. Lillard, Butler, Bam. Let's, can we table this for a second? Yeah. Because, look, the trade is going to happen. It's not going to happen. We'll react to it when it happens. 
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, ooh, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code LOW. That's code LOW, L-O-W-E, my last name, the name of this podcast. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Let's talk about some other free agency stuff. Fred Van Vliet to the Rockets, three years, 130 max deal, leaving Toronto having well, not like, traded Fred Van Vliet at the trade deadline, having traded a first-round pick with top six protections that go on for quite a while yeah. for Jakob Pertl, having re-signed Jakob Pertl to four years, $80 million, having their starting point guard walk, pivoting to Dennis Schroeder, who's fine as a backup but can't shoot nearly as well as Fred Van Vliet. What are they doing? What is Toronto doing? They've had a lot of guys walk out the door dating to the championship team. They they threw out a pick swap for Thad Young, who doesn't play, and the pick swap cost them a good player. Like They're good players yeah. on the board. They end up with Coloco. I just can't figure out what this team is doing, but I'll tell you what the next shoe to drop to watch is. The guy I got my eye on is Pascal Siakam. Yep. Yes, I, I agree. And, and uh, last year of his contract, extension eligible, there's that hint out there that we're, if he was traded that, hey, I'm not going to resign with you. I'm, gonna just, I'm not going to extend. I'm just going to play out the year here. Um I have I have my eyes on him more than probably OG, um, who's got a player option um, for for next year here because certainly the I think the value of the player um, and what this roster looks like right now as far as like him looking at like who like Dennis Truder Malachi Flynn it's a big drop from Fred VanVleet just just a very weird conglomeration of players with not a lot of shooting and not a lot of coherence. And you you know that now this is they're going to turn over point forward duties to Scotty Barnes much more than was the case before. That's a big big ask for Scotty Barnes given his own shaky three point shot, and just that fit of Barnes, Siakam, and Anobi. It's just three guys who like to operate in kind of the same style in the same places on the floor. Anobi is a much more willing and better spot up shooter than the other two. Um, I'm not saying I've I've heard anything on Pascal. I'm just saying common sense would lead me to think Ananobi, because of his age, I think the Raptors' value is part of their core and can fit with Scotty Barnes. Siakam is on an expiring deal. He's extension eligible, so maybe they do the thing like they try to get the extension and get traded later. But if I'm looking at teams like Atlanta, Dallas, now Portland is probably off the board for them as a, as a place to trade Pascal Siakam. Um, Indiana, I talked about Toppin before. I don't know that they would dip their toe into the Siakam thing, but teams will emerge if and when Pascal Siakam becomes available. But that's the name I'm looking at. Very weird, very weird. And the Gary Trent thing just 
it's been an uneven couple of years for the Raptors, and and they have a first year head coach who has to figure all of this out. It it just feels like they're pivoting, and maybe they Pirtle I think is twenty seven, um, so maybe they think he can fit into either direction that they go to. Um, weird, 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 and and a loss I think for Toronto. Then not that they should have matched Van Fleet, they shouldn't have. That's too much money for Fred Van Fleet. He fits the Rockets fine. They need an organizer. They play chaos basketball. Um, and we're still waiting on Brooke Lopez, by the way. That's right. I mean, we're, I think we get Brooke news probably sad. I mean, I think it's, you know, certainly between, um, certainly Houston and, um, Milwaukee. I think the thing with Brooks, it would, which is interesting. And I think, I think Milwaukee is going to regret it a little bit that they had the opportunity to, um, extend him during the year for four, for I think 54, somewhere around there. That was the number. I think Brooke would have taken it. Um, I really do. I think there was, you know, I think he would have taken it that they guaranteed money. And I think it might, it might, it might cost them a little, you know, certainly a little bit more in, in, uh, in years, if it's three for 60, for example, it might cost them about six or 7 million per year extra. What the hell are we talking about? Brooke. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet to the Rockets. Richard Jefferson said on TV next last yesterday, if they get Brooke Lopez, he's predicting the Rockets make the playoffs. I think that's a little heady given the state of the West, as we outlined uh, earlier at the beginning of this podcast that started off being about one thing and being about another thing. Can we talk about Kyrie for a second? Yeah. A little bit more? What do you think of the Mavs Mm. as presently constructed? They still have the mid-level to use, I believe, um, but they have Kyrie and Luka. They signed Seth uh, Seth Curry. I almost said Steph Curry, which would have been a big signing. Seth Curry, another small guard. Tim Hardaway, small guard. Reggie Bullock, mid-sized guard. Um, they got a lot of smaller wings and then their younger wings, Jaden Hardy, Josh Green, uh, Omax Prosper, who's yeah. can swing to the three and the four. Probably they have a lot. They're, they're depending on these young guys. I think Dwight Powell's likely to come back at center. It's, it's for a team that is so heavily invested, almost 80 million bucks in two guys, two ball handlers who I think do complement each other offensively, even though they've just scratched the surface of complimenting each other. For a team that's that heavily invested in those two guys, they feel kind of uncertain around the edges and young. I think they're interesting, and what they do at the mid level is going to be interesting too. I'm looking at their roster right now, and it's like you're gonna you're asking a lot from your um, from your two draft picks this year, Omax, who I, I really like. I think you can put him in a game right now um, and, and lively, and lively. And so you've got Luca and Kyrie, Hardaway, Kleber. Lively, Curry, Josh Green, Reggie Bullock, Rashawn Holmes, Hardy, and McGee. I like Hardy. I like what he showed yeah. last year, but it's a lot of young guys. Yep. And, you know, Josh Green, their trust level in him seems to go up and down with his three-point shot, uh, which is understandable. But, you know, those two guys, they're going to be a dynamite offensive team with those two guys on the court. And I think we'll see them now with time under their belts run more pick and roll together, which is something they didn't do as much as I thought they were going to do and get switches and have Luca back people down in the post and kick the ball out for threes. And Kyrie will get their ass in gear and transition a little bit more. And this is a team that needs a kick in the ass to get out in transition. Uh, offensively, I think they're going to be fine. It's just the, the youth, the size, the defense around them in this Western conference, like nothing is guaranteed to any of these teams. Nothing. It's a good deal for no. Kyrie. As, as we said at the opening, Yeah, the West, I mean, you're looking at them probably 
six seed fighting to get playing team, right? I mean, that's kind of just, I mean, hey, things when you, if you just look at this, I mean, they have, they still have, um, so Curry's number, um, we reported as the biannual, um, which it could be. They still have the full uh, non-tax 12-4 to use. Um, but there's just not, the market's just not, the market's not you know appealing, you know, as far as what's left out there. Um, just a lot of restricted free agents. You mentioned Thibel, I think, who now, again. Now, what happens to him, right? Yeah, what do the Blazers have a use for him? And, um, you know, he obviously brings defense to the Mavericks. We just talked about their defense. He's not a great guarding up a position guy. And the thing with him is, like, how how many guys with shaky jump shots am I going to put around these two guys? Like Josh Green at least can play make a little bit. Like you can use him as a dribble handoff guy, pump and go guy. Matisse Thibel looks uncomfortable when he has to do stuff like that. Like dribbling the ball is arduous for him, mm-hmm. you know, but do you bet on the defense and just who else is really left? Shout out Herb Jones, by the way, speaking of betting on defense. What a well, great was, deal for that, Herb Jones it, and the Pelicans. And was, Four years, that, 54. That, so that's, that's interesting because – so usually what happens, second round picks, Zach, sign four-year deals and they put a, a team option in the fourth year because what happens is you decline the option and then you you tag them with the restricted tag. Because if, if you play out the four years like Jalen Brunson played out, bad things happen, right? Hey, Ramona just, Ramona just tweeted, the Heat is Lillard's preference, but he also has deep respect for the San Antonio Spurs organization. Look, I like deep respect. I assume that means interest in going there. I mean, I have deep respect for a lot of things. Um, let's get crazy, man. Lillard and Wimbanyama? Like, why not? I mean, why not is because the age and the slow playing stuff that I mentioned before. But I, look, you you mentioned them, and I said based on what uh, the little I know of Lillard and how he thinks in his camp, I think it's pertinent to mention them, and it turns out it was pertinent to mention them. Dallas, we were talking about Dallas. I just is crazy, man. Whoo, Dallas, Kyrie, Kyrie's crowing a little bit on Twitter when it Simmons yesterday said Billy Boy called him <laughs> Billy Boy. I don't know if you saw that, <laughs> I which I that. which I enjoyed. I um, didn't see that. <laughs> that's cool. Like he should crow. It's a great deal. Now it's just time to play. Now, after all this noise, after uh, the, the the 14th trade request that came out of the super team, that's, esti- that's just an estimation. Now it's time to play. Like, let's see. Let's see if he can just be an awesome NBA player again. A player that I voted on my all-NBA team, I think, two seasons ago. Whenever he was, uh, maybe three seasons ago. I don't know. Like, a, that, that guy. Be that guy again. Let's like I kind of need to see it because I said when the Mavs traded for him, they traded Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Didwe in a first-round pick. I just said I wouldn't be in the business anymore of having him on my team. And now he's a Maverick. He's locked in for three years. Let's see if he makes it work. Like I think that partnership can work, but let's see if he makes it work. It's time for the drama to be over, and it's time for the hooping to go on. They're summoning me to TV. Is there anything else we haven't talked about? Congratulations, Tyrese Halliburton, no-brainer. Desmond Bain, it's a lot, but again, it's the fun max, and I mentioned the cap is going to go up. It's going to be fine. The Grizzlies are near the second apron next year. Joe Ingles to Orlando, I don't understand it. Uh, great. He's a key can shoot. I would have rather have gone to Max Struess. Cleveland quietly building a good team. Uh, is there anyone else? Can we Can we dismiss ourselves for the day? I think we're good, man. I think we got enough. 
how many picks do the Spurs have? They've got two twelve. Atlanta pick. They've got at least they've got two Atlanta picks coming, they got, right? They got twelve. I'm sorry. Yeah, they got Atlanta. They got Toronto. I got them right here. We'll let's go through it real quick before we. I had, it's uh, it's uh, really interesting, Bobby. As I'm thinking about this, what would happen to all the the commentary, the commentators who were I, criticizing Damian Lillard? For not demanding a trade, and and implic and 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 um, with the implication, sometimes spoken, sometimes not. Well, that he must not care about winning. He just likes being the guy in Portland and have it be easy and blah blah blah. Um, what would what would those people say if he went to the Spurs? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm actually oh, legitimately curious. Like, would they? Because that's not a situation where you can go win the title. Next year, unless unless this is move one and then move two and three, it would just be an interesting sort of thought exercise of, well, the Spurs are this hallowed organization. It's kind of cool that he respects that. If he actually went there, would people be like, wait, what What happened? Does he, does he want to win? Does he not want to win? What's going on? So San Antonio, they got their own. They got a Charlotte first, which I don't know if that will ever get conveyed. They got a Raptors first. That's next year. Then they got... They got an Atlanta first. They got a pick from Chicago. They got a... Um, they, you know, another they got a ton. They got twelve first in the next seven years here. I have a feeling I'm going to be doing another podcast tonight at 10 p.m. talking about how Lord <laughs> fits with the heat. Uh, let's stop and uh, perhaps reconvene. Uh, not with you. You have other work to do. Bobby Marks, go to work. Get out of the nightclub you're in. Stop imagining on, screens. See on TV, my friend. Yeah, they're saying come over now. I just got the text from. Oh, Malika is this saying, a, is this is this get, Durant from last year? We got. He said, get, she street? said, get over here now. This is a KD type situation <laughs> where we went on an hour earlier last oh, year. So oh. I got to get my suit on. I got to go. Bobby Marks, thank you. See you later. Good you. See ya. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.